0: Let me tell you why you're What can I do for you? Well, I'm looking for a fight here. So, um, fight this. This
1: movement is growing.
0: Fight this.
2: We have an army of digital soldiers. Digital soldiers with irregular warfare at its finest. Digital soldiers. That story will continue to be told here. Welcome, fellow troopers, to another episode. What we call citizens, journalists, and digital soldiers. Welcome, fellow truthers, to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host, Catalyst Jones. And along with me today, I have a very special guest. I'm very excited to talk to her and uh, get to know her a little bit, have you guys get to know her a little bit. She's been posting some fire stuff. She just got her main account nuked as we all do. The real ones always do. But uh,
1: 10 years of my life gone.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh my God. Earth to Rosita.
1: Hi.
2: Thanks for oh, coming God. on.
1: My cheeks are shiny right now because I'm sweating and it's summer in Australia. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you live in Australia, but you're not originally from Australia. Let's, uh, Let's get a little backstory about who you are and uh, what what you're doing out there.
1: Okay, so just before I was telling you about the kind of like uh, weird dilemma around my name. So uh, this year I changed my name legally to Rosita, but there's a story behind that and I have that on my YouTube channel as well. But um, so in iran you're not allowed to name your child um or i mean like i guess you can try it now i don't know if anything's changed in the last 20 years or whatever but when i was born in iran my 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 family wanted to name me Rosito, but the government or like the entity you whoever takes care of the names over there
0: they said no
1: (laughs) They said no because it's it was too much of an English name. And they demanded that I be called something Persian. So that is
2: so crazy. They dictate what you can name your children.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so my first name was Arzum. A R E Z U. Um but like The family kind of like always nicknamed me Rosita or Rosie. Um, And yeah, I just like, I decided after like 28 years that I've had enough and I wanted to change my name to Rosita now. (laughs) Um, So yeah. (sighs) So hot in here right now. (laughs) It's like 40 degrees tonight.
2: 40? that's not very hot
1: no no, like it's we go by we don't go by fahrenheit or whatever we go by yes so that's like i don't even know what that is in america
2: i don't i don't know the translation or the the difference Uh, we just go by fahrenheit i always see like celsius on signs and stuff and i'm like why do we even see that it doesn't make sense to me (laughs) (laughs) It's like um, it's like measuring units. Why don't we just have one universal measuring units? Why do we have to have different shit?
1: It's weird, isn't it? I don't even know.
2: So tell, tell, uh, tell us about um, your YouTube channel.
1: Okay. So I've been doing, like, I've been making YouTube videos for, like, on and off for, like, five years or something. But when the scandemic began... And all of like okay, like I- I'm not gonna like be able to stick to one story because I go all over the place with what I'm saying. So don't worry. Before the scandemic, I was supposed to travel and I had enough money, like I booked all my flights to like four different countries. Nice. And I was meant to like I was meant to like start like a travel blog channel and Get my business, like, my kind of, like, business going for that. Um, But, yeah.
2: Was your business going to be, like, just a YouTube uh, vlog, basically, like, documenting your trips and your travels?
1: Pretty much. Um, And I also wanted to, like, uh, write a, like, publish my poetry book, um, sell T-shirts, that kind of thing um but yeah now i'm stuck in australia for the last two years
2: yeah communist australia imagine that so what so what part of australia are you in
1: uh i live in sydney so that's the state of new south wales
2: so you guys are you guys are experiencing some pretty heavy heavy shit there in sydney um one of my uh co-hosts well she's not necessarily a co-host, but she's a regular here on the show. She used to be a co-host. Um, she lives in Perth and it's probably night and day, um, compared to the tyranny that you're experiencing in Sydney compared to what's going on in Perth. Like Perth is, is pretty laid back.
1: Yeah. They don't, they, I, I have like, um, one friend in Perth. She's a vegan activist. Um, she's still like out on the street doing her vegan activism she doesn't even know what's going on in the rest of australia i don't think um
2: <laughs> well i don't know when you said vegan activist i was like okay i'm done no, sorry
1: <laughs> hey, i'm a vegan activist too <laughs> uh,
2: it, i don't know i just i just tie that in with like left wokeism
1: oh, maybe, no, maybe i'm no. wrong
2: but I don't know. I love meat. I I just had an elk burger tonight. So
1: yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can like okay. I do understand where you're coming from when, like, there is a bit of a stigma, I guess, around like veganism and wokeism and stuff like that. But like, to me, I just like I like keep the politics out of the vegan philosophy it's a philosophy to me
2: Um. okay i I would like to hear more about this because i really don't know much i i know my daughter tried to go vegan for a while but she got sick because she was eating garbage but i in my in my opinion is if you eat natural foods and you take all processed foods out of it you're probably doing good for yourself so um and i think that meat is a good source of of whatever, but, um, I, I love it. So, (laughs) but I would like to hear more about this, this, uh, um, veganism, uh, and why, why you're doing it.
1: (laughs) Okay. So veganism to me, like, okay. So what you're talking about, it's more like the plant-based diet and the dilemma around like nutrition and stuff, but the vegan philosophy to me is just, about like respecting all life pretty much and doing the best that you can to like not fuck with other sentient life and live and thrive and survive so there's a lot of like i guess controversy around veganism because like it's kind of relatively new even though it's not really because there have been philosophers in the past Who you know talk about veganism as a philosophy, even though they weren't vegan themselves. Um, So, so you you
2: basically do it for because you love all life and you don't want to hurt and eat animals, right? Yeah, (laughs) I I can I can get behind that to a point, but at the same time, in nature, that it's it's a dog eat dog world. You know what I mean? So, a lot of these animals they're, they're going to get, they're going to come to a horrible death eventually and start being eaten while they're still alive by other animals. And, um, as somebody that loves to hunt, I'm not very good at it, but as somebody, (laughs) but, um, when, when you, um, kill an animal to feed your family, And I think it can be a very spiritual thing. And you can like a a lot of people will pray over that animal after they've killed it. And, and it's, and it's like a a bond almost. And it's um, bringing more life from their death and they're going to experience a much cleaner death by a gunshot or an arrow than they are by getting ravaged by a pack of wolves. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I get you. But then you have to like, When people say about, like, hunting and feeding your family and stuff, well, I mean, do you have, like, other ways to feed yourself? I mean, you live in, uh, I don't know if you want me to disclose where you, like, what state you live in. You live in an area where there are stores around you, right?
2: Right. But I don't believe in processed foods. Like, I don't eat potato. I don't eat Doritos. Anything in a bag, I'm not eating it. And, like... um, I've even gotten to the point where I'm going to butcher shops to buy my meat instead of the grocery store because they're just way more humane in the way that they they kill their animals for our food.
1: Okay, But is there really a humane way to kill animals? Like, come on. (laughs) I get your point. This is like. Oh, God, this is like yin and yang energy getting together.
2: (laughs) I love it. it.
1: (laughs) Um, So, like, I guess I understand what you're saying about, like, hunting and how you're kind of, like, um, taking the life of another in a more clean way. I I get that. But, like, do you have to do it? Like, is it really about survival? Or is it just about, like, preference?
2: at this point in time in the society that we live in it's no it's not about survival so i get where you're coming from but um we are coming to a point where i think that we might have to start living off the grid and it is going to be necessary to to do that at times and to be able to survive in like certain conditions you're not going to be able to have a plant-based diet like eskimos are not going to be able to have a plant-based diet people that live in alaska are not going to be able to have a plant-based diet they're going to have to use meat and uh, god did put everything on earth for us to consume so
1: mm. well i just read like okay i just started reading the holy bible and like uh i'm only like i don't know 10 pages in but i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i read a a verse from like the new testament i think it was that said do not eat meat or something or it said something along the lines of like
2: it tells you not to eat pork and bottom feeders so that that meaning pork products and like shrimp lobster bottom feeders stuff like that is is not acceptable
1: <laughs> okay i don't know if i want to keep talking about
2: <laughs> this no it's all good i i do i i it's okay if we disagree. Like that's that's how that's how a lot of people will be able to get their information. Right, <clears throat> a lot of people that are listening to this are going to agree with you and be like, "Dude, Catalyst, you're a fucking idiot." And wait, here, let me.
0: That's when I realized I was a
1: fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like i'm more like the the kind of vegan activist I am is like I rant about stuff on my own on my Twitter or something. I plant seeds and I don't really like talking to people about <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's the way I go. Like, well, I, that's I, good.
2: So huh? that's all good. So what else do you speak out about? Um, Cause I noticed you're very spiritual. You're not, you're not ignorant to everything that's going on. Um, what is your stance on the jab and uh, how Donald Trump came out recently And a lot of people are like, oh, he's pushing the jab. He's he's a bad guy. What do you what do you think about that?
1: Well, I think like um, I don't really because I I'm not American. and I don't live in America. um, I don't really have a very strong stance on what's going on politically over there. But like when I think of Trump, um, I can acknowledge that he's done some like because I have Republican friends who have told me that he's done some good for like communities around America. But for now, it just like, it's, he he's pushing this vaccine that um, has caused like so much damage globally. And the fact that he pushed Operation Warp Speed and he admits it and people are like, I go to, Sydney protests and people are saying Trump 2024.
2: Yeah. Well, I still back Trump. And I, I think that if he didn't put out like, one thing I would like to say is that this vaccine is um, the vaccine that he put out was not the Moderna. It was not the MRNA, not the, not the um, DNA changing one. He put out the Johnson and Johnson one and the other two followed suit. And the other two is what they're really pushing people to get. And and they've even tried to demonize the Johnson and Johnson one. However, I'm not a fan of any vaccine for anything, even, you know, flu vaccine, this vaccine, I think it's garbage. However, if Trump didn't put out a vaccine, we would all still be in lockdown. And I think that we would already have. Uh, succumb to a one world government because that was their plan and their intentions. And so by him saying we saved uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of lives, I, I feel he means because of the devastation that it would have caused from the lock, the long-term lockdown, which is what they wanted. And by, they're like, we're not going to get out of this until we get a vaccine. So he pushed a vaccine so we could get out of it. And he's also out there saying I don't think that anybody should be mandated to take it. If you don't want to take it, don't take it.
1: Yeah. I can actually see where, where you're coming from with that. So yeah, I don't have a very strong stance. I just like,
2: um, I, mean, I got, I got something for you because you just, you just kind of, I, I mean, how do you even respond to something like that? <laughs>
1: Pretty much. Oh God. Um so,
2: <clears throat> So, where do you where do you stand politically, um, as far as out there in Australia? How do you feel about McClown?
1: I mean, like I think that like anyone who leans left at this point or democratic or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they're like out of their minds. <laughs> like, yeah, um, and the the tr- the trouble is is that a lot of people, a lot of Australians, still do. They still like. Um, I think that they're going to, like, a lot of people that I know are going to, like, vote uh, labor, which is um, left-wing politics. Um, Or (laughs) the biggest problem with Australians is that they're not very politically charged. And they, like, even after all of this stuff, they're not. They don't know what's going on politically.
0: Hello, anybody home? think. I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's 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 like I'm trying to inform my friends. I'm trying to like tell them where to steer more toward, but they're just like they think of me as like a conspiracy theorist and oh, an anti. I,
2: I wear that term proudly. I mean, if you look at my logo, my rabbit is wearing a tinfoil hat.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I'm a- Conspiracy
1: theorist. Like how, how could you not be after everything like we've gone through this year?
2: Exactly. Um, well, I'm glad that you brought that up because this is White Rabbit and I love to talk conspiracy. So this is something I ask every guest. And uh number one, what is your first conspiracy that opened you up and like, oh shit, life is not what I really thought it was? And number two, what is your favorite rabbit hole to dig down? Let's go with number one first. What was the first red pill that you took?
1: Understanding um, who we're actually being led by in this world, which is like, you know, Vanguard and uh, BlackRock and the UN and all of these evil corporations right? that are just running the show. Um,
2: Was there, but was there something specific that opened you up to who these corporations were or were you just like, uh, did you see a documentary or something? And you're like, Oh my God, like these people are evil.
1: I think that it was just my, the experience that I lived through for the last six months that just really got me asking questions.
2: So you are new to the, to the, you just recently got red pilled.
1: Yeah. This, like, okay, so the thing is that I actually, um, I've been asleep for the majority of my life, to be honest. Um, Like, I was like every other Australian, like, not politically charged, completely uninformed. Um, I mean, I always ask questions, but, like, uh, yeah, I only recently uh, started asking questions, like,
2: Cause it's just so obvious and in your face, like (laughs) everything happening right now is like, you almost have to not want to see it and force yourself not to see it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's well, obviously it's like right fucking there. And if you don't, (laughs) I get so irritated with some people, especially like some people that I work with that just go along their lives. Like everything is awesome. And I'm like, yo, do you not see what is happening here? And they're like, Oh, you're crazy. And you know, I have told, uh, even I've said this on the show before I told my boss, I showed her some videos of things that are happening in Australia and she's like, that's not true. They would be showing that here on the news. And I'm like the news. Oh my, Mm." Oh my God. Oh my
1: God. Like, don't even get me started on that bullshit. Like, I was trying, like, throughout the last six months, I was trying to tell uh, my friends on Twitter, what's going on over here? And most of my friends are, like, leftist on um, my Twitter and stuff.
2: Awesome. I hope it's- they all listen to this show.
1: Uh- <laughs> oh, God. There was this one time when one of them wasn't, like, Like they didn't believe what I was saying, and I made the mistake of like linking them something from (laughs) Infowars. Right, and they were like, and they were like, oh, a right wing conspiracy theorist with a bunch of fascists.
2: I love it. I love it.
1: This reality (laughs) right now. I'm living in this country. I'm living in this state, and I'm living through this tyranny don't try to tell me that like this isn't happening it's like gaslighting one-on-one
2: Oh yeah don't believe what you see hear, and feel and the things that are happening to you believe what i'm telling you <laughs> like, like, this is they like- don't, they're not locking you down they're not asking for your vaccine passports they're not telling you you can't smoke a cigarette out in the street without a mask on Like (laughs) they're not doing that don't be a conspiracy theorist you're like bitch i just fucking went through this today (laughs) four times
1: (laughs) exactly it's like this is the this is the mindset of a leftist (laughs) this is like they're completely disconnected from reality and the worst part is is that like even in australia in the country that this is happening because it's not happening in certain states just uh everybody at the same time they they still think it's not happening like just today i've in like i got into a bit of a argument with one of my friends that i met on facebook um he lives in a different state he lives in like one of the least affected states um and he doesn't listen to anything that i say um and
2: Like like not listen to you or argues against what you're saying.
1: Well, he doesn't really argue, he just kind of like says one little snide comment and then it gets my blood <laughs> boiling. Right. And I lose my temper. <laughs> and then <laughs> I try to like take a breath uh, take a breath and then show him information. Um and then when I show him information, he's like uh, okay, wait, what What comment did he say today? There was a really interesting comment that I'm going to read out. So okay. I mean, okay, hold on. <laughs>
2: I guess we're outing people on White Rabbit now.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll never say his name, but... Okay, good. You're probably like, um, if you have a Facebook, then maybe you'll find me, I don't know. <laughs> um, he said to me, and what did the Easter bunny say?
2: Well, what was, what was the um, post?
1: Okay, so I said to him, people are going to PCR tests that, are, that have never been designed to test for COVID.
2: True. Kerry Fact. Mollis,
1: the inventor of the PCR test explains this. And Fact. then that was his response. And what did the Easter bunny say? He considers the inventor of the PCR test the Easter bunny.
2: Oh man. Yeah. So it's it that is just um it it's um cognitive dissonance at its finest. Yeah. It's uh people can't people can't absorb some information because it just totally blows their bubble of reality. And so they reject it even if it's right in front of their face. And if you go back to like Germany when the um, genocide was happening in the Holocaust. And here we go. I'm probably getting, get kicked off with something else. Now. Um, <clears throat> the, the Holocaust was happening. Everybody was like, Oh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that to us. It's never going to get to that point. And, and then they get led into these trains and they don't ever come out. And it's like, um, are we going to let it get to that point? Do you think that there's enough people waking up right now that we can stop what what we see coming
1: oh lord um today's the wrong day to ask me
2: i don't know are you blackpilling today
1: i mean like i don't know it's just i went shopping today and okay the thing is is that my state it's been eight days and our state premier eight days ago it was freedom day so December 15, it was freedom day. So there were no more QR codes being enforced, no more mask mandates being enforced after eight days, this motherfucker, sorry, this motherfucker, oh, just, like it. caved to pressure. And he returns the QR. He said that we're returning the QR codes on the 27th of December. And a mask mandate was inter- reintroduced overnight.
2: So, and- um, can you Can you tell us about the QR codes and and what they' what they're using them for out there?
1: Okay, so the QR codes, they are at the front of every hospitality like every restaurant and every store that you go to. And basically, um, like it depends on the store. Some stores don't give a shit. They don't like stand in front of the door and make sure that you QR code. but
2: is the it off your that- phone?
1: Yeah. So, so every one, everybody
2: has like a specific QR code and it says whether or not you're vaccinated. Right.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's, that's basically what's happening. So like you have to scan the QR code and then it takes you to um, a government application where like you, uh, you have to show the person at the door your medical status.
2: Oh my gosh. That is so
0: fucked.
1: And they're doing this to like with the excuse that oh it's just about like contact tracing or whatever and it's like do do like even before the QR codes um were reinforced like I see people just like willingly going with no one standing at the front of the door they're willingly going
2: sheep idiots. (laughs) This is horrible. And this, uh, I just, I just, it pains me that people are just blindly following the sheep to the slaughter. Like it, it, it's horrible. And, and the fact that they're asking you to show your medical information in order to get into the store, like just flip it one, one bit, like Did you have a pap smear in the last two weeks? Because if you haven't, you can't come into the store. And what did they say about your vagina? Um, Because we need to know before you can buy a pack of um, gum. Sorry.
1: The good news is is that it's a very small minority, a very, very small minority who willingly QR code. So I go out a lot and I don't see that many people doing it just willingly. Well, but that's good. the thing is, is that today, like, actually, hold on. Um, even after Freedom Day, Freedom Day, um, people were still willingly wearing their masks. Um, but it's, it's very strange because, like, after, uh, like, our state premier uh, reintroduced it, yesterday today i see a difference when i go out when i went out shopping i saw a difference people were pulling it down so it was like i think that people are waking up kind of
0: right
2: so today i had a my company christmas party was at this restaurant and we rented out like a room in the back um so there there was regular restaurant stuff going on but as uh, me and my co-worker we drove together and we were walking in and there was a couple in front of us and they walked up to the door and they saw the mask sign on the door and they stopped. And then, um, she opened the door, she pulled out her mask and out of her purse. And then he started to pull his mask out of his pocket. And I, I saw it and, he's like looking around and he was like debating whether or not he should do it. And I said, bro. And he turned around to me and I said, do not comply. And he put it back in his pocket and he was like, yeah, fuck that. And he like hit tapped his girl. And he was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, damn right. And so we just walked right past him. We walked in no mask. They didn't say anything. It's like, if you don't comply, they're not going to, here's the thing is if these businesses want to stay open then, and we have a number of people that are not willing to follow their rules, then they're not going to be able to stay in business. So if, if, and, and if I go into a business, I never wear a mask. I never do. I don't even own one. And if I go into a business and they're like, you need a mask. And I say, no, thank you. And I'll usually just keep walking. And if they say, well, you can't be in here. Then I'll say, okay, well, then you're not getting my money. I will never come back. And I will be sure to let everybody know that you are tyrants.
1: So tell me about, tell me more about California, actually. Like
2: California used to be one of the coolest places ever. <laughs> okay. It was all about smoking weed and skateboarding and just going against the grain and this wokism wave just came through california like uh like a hurricane and turned everybody's hair green, pink and purple and feminism and uh lgbtq and black lives matter and all this stuff that is it sounds great, like, you know, live free, do what you want, but that's not really what the agenda is behind all these things. And it's like every time I, I talk out against uh, Black Lives Matter, people are like, are you fucking racist? I'm like, no, not at all. It's the fact that it's an organization that does not have black people At at heart at all. Like if you think about all the funding that has happened with Black Lives Matter, like, how has that helped any black communities? It's just people at the top that are just pocketing all this shit. So in California, um, it depends on where you are, because in the big cities, you're definitely going to see more of this, like, uh, go along with everything. And Dr. Fauci is our Lord and Savior you know, and um,
0: you do not know what you are talking about.
2: And so (laughs) (laughs) but there's also a lot of farmland and um, uh, people that are rednecks basically that don't want to deal with this shit. We have a lot of people with uh, conservative values in California, a lot more than you would think. And when everybody talks about California and they're like, Oh, it's just this left blah, blah, blah. And and it is for, for a good portion of it, but I live in Sacramento. I live in the state Capitol. And while the election was happening in 2020 um, I saw every single day, so many people flying Trump flags from their cars and their trucks outside of their house. Like it was i de- I'm surprised that um, that riding with Biden actually happened here in California. And then we had Gavin Newsom get recalled. We, we worked our asses off.
1: I just have to say something. I wonder if like it was rigged. Over oh, there.
2: it, It was for sure rigged. I don't know if you saw Mike Lindell cyber symposium, but uh, there was so much cheating that happened in California. And he was saying that with the, um, with the dominion voting machines, um, we, we had a lot of cheating in there. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And uh, for, for uh, California, he said that we, we did lose Trump did lose. However, that was just the electronic voting. And if you calculate the organic cheating, where they're like harvesting ballots and and shit like that, he thinks that Trump actually did win California. I wouldn't be surprised if it's all states that Trump won.
1: Yeah, like, honestly, do you think that if Trump was president right now, what would be different about America and maybe the world?
2: Honestly, I think it's a good thing that they cheated and they put Biden in because if Trump was still president, then the media would still be um, demonizing him and people wouldn't be waking up in droves like they are right now, because since Biden's been in office and it's affected the whole world, just not not just the United States, um, since Biden's been in office, like their agenda and their plan is forefront and people are starting to see it now that wouldn't have seen it before. And so you have a lot of people here that actually did vote for Biden because they're like, oh, Trump's bad. He's a racist. He's this, he's that. And I'm, I'm sick of mean tweets and blah, blah, blah. But now they're seeing everything that's happening. They're going to the stores and the shelves are bare. They're going to the gas pumps and they're paying ridiculous. Um, they're seeing, you know, the, the wall that biden said stop building and all these um criminals coming into the coming into the states and trafficking children trafficking humans all this stuff is happening like crazy and there's so many different things that are happening that these people would not have seen if if trump would have won so it's almost a good thing because people need to see it before they believe it
1: yeah i agree i agree completely i think that this was the rude awakening that America needed, mm-hmm. but like what? Okay. So most people have definitely woken up. Um, but in 2024, who do you think should run for president and who do you think should win?
2: Um, I hope that it doesn't get to 2024. I hope that we fix the last election before that i i just don't think that i don't think that we can have an election in 2024 until we fix the election in 2020 it just it's going to be pointless so you know we have all these audits happening Uh, a lot of people are trying to push to decertify the election and what happened we all know that biden didn't fucking win
1: yeah so um so as far
2: as who should run i i think I don't want to see any politician run May if, if there was one politician that was going to run, I would I would want it to be Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, because he's like throwing middle fingers out to everything that Biden is doing. He's like no mask mandates, no vaccines. Um, we had the California we have all the um, all the ships, the cargo ships that are just docked and not able to bring the goods in In California, they're just out in the ocean. And DeSantis is like, all right, you dumb fucks. If you can't handle it, then bring all those ships out here to Florida. We'll get it distributed to the United States. And, you know, like he, he's really like the forefront runner of who I would want. However, um, yeah, I don't think that there's anybody that I would want. I think that there needs to be somebody that comes out of grassroots movement And that is not a politician that is truly for the people. And I think that we need an entirely different system. We need a different party, like fuck the Republicans and fuck the Democrats, like fuck them both. They both the same bird of, or the two wings of the same bird. They're all in bed together. It's like watching a WWF wrestling match. They get in the state, they get in the ring and they fight each other. And it's like the Democrats and the Republicans, they get in, in these debates and they fight each other but then after the show is over they go and have dinner together and then they rape little kids
1: <laughs> yeah that sounds brutal but it's very true um the first person that comes to my mind is candace owens i reckon that she should like because she's not a politician is she she's just like
2: she speaks uh, out about a lot of stuff but like Honestly, there's people that are backing her. There's people that are putting money in her pocket. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like all these people have an agenda. I don't want to see any public figure run. I don't, I want, I don't want to see any public figure. If you're getting money from somebody like don't fucking run. Mm -hmm. Don't, we need a completely different party. We need grass. I want, I want to see grass, grass movement party.
1: You know, that's actually interesting because like, um, something like that is emerging in Australia right now. Um, so it's, it's it, like, it's interesting because a lot of people are realizing over here as well, that liberal and Labor, um, they're both like two wings of the same bird. Um, and they're like now, now that like more people who are aware of this stuff are gathering around with their communities and stuff like that. Um, They're like advocating for people to vote uh, for minor parties and independent parties. Um, And like we're like there are there are like independents that are running for the next election that are gonna like try to like, how many times did I just say like? Sorry. they're going to try to...
0: You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs>
1: They're going to try... <laughs> They're going to, like... Why can't <laughs> I speak? <laughs> I'm trying to, like, explain this right, but... Um... You're
0: good.
2: You're good. Take a deep breath. <sighs>
1: okay, so... There is one party, Australia One Party, he's trying to, like, restore... Okay, Now I can't stop thinking about how many times I said, like... (laughs) 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 He's trying to restore the 1901 Constitution, which is, like, the original Constitution that doesn't have, like, political parties. And I think that something similar should happen in America. Because, like... You guys have gone so far off of like your constitution and stuff. <laughs> and like yeah. I can't stop thinking about how many times I like now.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> we, we do have a a huge movement going on here in the United States and it's called America first, um, candidates. And, and I feel like that is the grass movement or the grassroots movement that we truly need. And I love that steaks for breakfast podcast has all these, um, grass movement, um, candidates, America first candidates coming on to their show And they, they're sitting down and they're talking to these candidates like you and I are talking so we can truly get to know these people in long form and, and find out what they're truly about and what they really want. And um, I think if somebody's going to be bullshitting you, it's a lot harder to do in long form conversations. You know, we see these politicians, they get in, they get on TV and they do these like, you know, at most maybe two, three minutes, and then they're off, off camera. And you don't really get to know who that person is just by their little snippets, because you, you can put on your mask and, and wear it for that little time that you're on TV. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that we truly need to get to know these people that are that are coming in and running for us and, <clears throat> and what their values are. And I love that Steak for Breakfast is doing that. So we do have something like that happening here right now, and all these candidates that are America First, obviously they are running as Republicans because that they're going to get the backing. And um, I, I get it. I just don't like the fact that we have Republicans and Democrats. Like I just, I, it's, I think we just need something completely different.
1: Yeah, and I agree. Cause like there was a there was a video that I made. Where I was like going through age of Aquarius, and like I noticed obviously political parties. I don't even know if like the if political parties in America are constitutional either, but the Democrats started in the, started in the eighteen thousands, and um, and then came Republicans. So what? Why so not was,
2: like the Republican Party actually came about to free the slaves?
1: Yeah. Right? And yeah it's funny
2: do. that the Democrats try to try to say that the Republicans are racist. It's like, bitch, we formed so that we could take your slaves and free them because you guys were pieces of shit that wanted to enslave people. And now they're still enslaving people. People just don't realize that they're slaves.
1: Exactly. Um
2: so you, you just mentioned um, Aquarius so i take it that you are into astrology and stuff like that um, actually i know you are because i've talked to you and stuff but uh, so why don't you tell us how you got into um, astrology and uh, and a little bit about that and how you think that it plays a part in everybody's life
1: so i've always kind of like been into astrology um, but back in 2013. I was speaking to someone online and they really like got me into astrology charts. And then the interest went away for a little while, but then as I came back to spirituality, I started thinking about astrology again. And then I started thinking about like,
2: When you say spirituality, uh, are you, are you Christian? You said you recently uh, started looking into the Bible. So what are, what are your um, thoughts on that and how does that, is that a contradiction to astrology or does it go hand in hand?
1: I'm starting to realize that yes, like astrology, like and Christianity don't exactly go together, but that's the thing. I haven't even finished reading the Bible yet. So I don't know what my full pretty long book. Are. Huh?
2: It's a pretty long book.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, I do know <laughs> that like, I'm drawn to the idea of Christ consciousness. Um, I was reading about Christ consciousness and I made a video about it as well. Um, So, when I think of Christ, I think of like the most divine energy that a human being can get to. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, kindness, compassion, love. Christ to me is like the, from what, from my understanding, Christ is the embodiment of everything that falls under love.
2: I would not, I would not debate that at all.
1: So I really like the idea of Christ consciousness. And I think that that's what this world needs right now. Um And I don't think that we're going to get to a Christ consciousness-like state through feminine energy, because feminine energy can go dark. And when it goes dark, it gets really dark. And we're seeing that right now, gaslighting, manipulation. Um, The thing is, is that...
2: Feminine energy is taking over the world right now, and it is destroying the world right now.
1: Exactly. It's destroying the world. Everything that we think, like everything that is popular opinion is the exact opposite. And that's what I'm realizing more and more over time. Um, So a lot of people think that we're in age of Aquarius. We're not in age of Aquarius, we're in age of Pisces right now. And the reason why people think that we're in age of Aquarius is because age of Pisces is like, it's made us disillusioned to reality. And the only way to like snap out of it's to, the thing with Pisces is that, I haven't, like, I know that a lot of people think, uh, like, uh, there's no way for me to prove this, but as a psychic, (laughs) I do actually think of Christ as, when I think of Christ, I think of him as a Pisces. and like um, a lot of people think that Jesus Christ's birthday is uh, December twenty fifth, right?
2: Well, yeah, that's not accurate, but yeah, that's what people think. It's not accurate,
1: it's not accurate. and <laughs> I I kind of feel weird talking about my psychic impressions.
2: Oh, well, about- I was going to ask you about that, but go ahead and finish uh, finish finish your thoughts on how so you don't actually you don't have to finish your thoughts. I think you're you're um you already said it. So you don't feel like um uh wow, I'm brain farting. You don't feel <laughs> it's it's 4:30 in the morning here, guys. I I had to set an alarm to do this episode. Anyways, um <laughs> you don't feel like um like they go hand in hand with each other.
1: No. Because Christianity probably sees astrology as part of the new age movement. And I'm reading a book called uh, the new world order by Ralph Epperson. Mm-hmm. And it was explaining this. It was explaining why um, like astrology is kind of a dark art. So there's yeah. a conf- Happening right now for me, because I really love astrology. But then I like see all of these things about the new age spirituality that I've been involved in for the last I don't know since 2017. Um,
2: well, that's why they call it a uh, born again Christian is because the old you must die, and and when you realize what is true. Then you have to, you're reborn and you have to relearn everything all over again and forget everything that you've known. So, do you think that Christ consciousness is going to um, be able to overwhelm and defeat this? I I have. I'm going to pull the whole thing down. I'm going to bring the whole fucking diseased corrupt temple down on your head.
0: (laughs) biblical. Biblical.
2: And Q always said it's going to be biblical, so I, I love that. So let's get in. Let's get into your uh, psychic abilities and how did you discover that you had these uh, abilities? What was your first um, What was your first experience?
1: Okay, so I was 11 years old, and I had a dream of the serpent. So the snake came to me in a dream, and then it came to me in real life when I was a, at a Baha'i temple, and I have a tattoo of a serpent as well. So I know the uh, Christian version of, like, what a serpent represents. Right, but, the Adam um,
2: story and eating from the fruit.
1: But, like, I, I, I don't know how I feel about... Cause I've had serpent, like I've had serpents around me since I was like young. So this is a ring for me, It's a serpent ring uh-huh. that my mom passed down to my sister and I. Um, and then my first psychic vision was of a serpent. Um,
2: what was the, that, your, what was the vision?
1: It was just basically a kundalini, like like a kundalini awakening or something like that. Like, um, I remember after that dream, I started like seeing how dark the world is. And I started writing, <laughs> this sounds kind of like cheesy and cringy to me to say out loud, but I started writing poetry about how like uh, depression basically. And I was like 12 years old. What the fuck do I know about depression? I didn't even know what the word meant. (laughs) Um, But for some reason I was taking in all of the suffering of the world. And (laughs) one night my mom came into my room and I was just like crying. I was crying because of the suffering of the world. Um, And yeah. um.
2: So, So you're an empath and I love that because you can feel the energy from people. And so you definitely were overwhelmed with the suffering of the world and that's why you were crying. And I think that's a beautiful thing so but to get back uh to your um first experience and you said it was a serpent but like what did it tell you like how did how did you know that what did it tell you something and then it became true and what was it
1: no it didn't it didn't tell me anything it was just like it appeared to me in the dream and like because I was so young I didn't really think about it too much you know so um It appeared to me in the dream and then after that like a couple of months after that i started coming into like more of my empath abilities um and then i started needing i was drawn to like meditation music to calm myself down to be able to like just work through my emotions and (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> and it, like it, it took me such a long time to like get my head right. Um,
2: so you've you've been drawn,
1: music,
2: you've been drawn to poetry to uh, express yourself, right? Yeah, um, but
1: more meditation music. I even have meditation music playing in the background right now. Meditation music has been a part of my life since I was 11. I go everywhere.
2: So do you, do you meditate regularly?
1: Yeah. Every day, pretty much. I mean, like,
2: do you have a mantra?
1: I I don't have like, I, I don't meditate as in I don't like sit there with my eyes closed. I just listen to the music in the background, but, um, I don't really have a mantra either. Um, but there is one thing that I, there's a track that I heard once. It's called Only, Only You, I think. Um, hold on, maybe I should play it.
2: Is it that old song that's on Dirty Dancing? No. <laughs> it might not even be in that movie. I'm just retarded. Can you hear it? Yeah. That
0: backwards?
2: Yeah. Okay. So, don't don't take this the wrong way because it probably meant something to you differently than it it does to me but when i hear that i'm like that is the perfect song to make love to <laughs> like i, I just mean, feel like you could connect souls like with that in the background
1: yeah i mean it's uh what do you think the words are that were like backwards saying what does it sound like do you know yeah but
2: okay you know? I, no i have no idea i if you How didn't tell it, me i was actually gonna uh throw it into pro tools and play it in reverse. So I could see.
1: Well, apparently it says I'll slip your (laughs) roofie.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But some people believe it says you and I forever in time, which I don't really hear at all.
2: Did you happen to play it backwards?
1: No, I never, I never like even thought of doing something like that.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here is, what he's saying backwards
0: oh
1: man but
2: so, yeah what, what made you bring that song up again
1: so you were asking about what mantra i like yes and from that when somebody said to me like oh uh, they're saying you and I forever in time. I counted that as my mantra, I guess. I don't even know if that's a proper mantra, but to me, it means like history repeats itself. Um, and everything is like um, like this hold on, like this pattern that you see. It's like it always like everything always repeats itself. Have you noticed that within so history?
2: She was, for people listening, she was showing me a pattern of um, something that's looping. So it's, it's constantly going. And I, and I like that you bring that up because we can also take that in a biblical form because one of the questions I've always had is um, everybody says God always was. So I'm like, how is that possible? Like everything has a beginning and everything has an end, but that's just because that's how we can perceive it because we don't know anything other than that. And um, I asked a Christian that one time and he drew a circle. And he said, where does this circle begin and where does it end? And I said, well, it begins where you started drawing it and it ends when you stopped drawing it. Yeah. And he said, no, if you didn't see me draw this, where does the circle begin and where does it end? And I said, there is no beginning and there is no ending. It just goes. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. So when you have these, uh, you feel like you have these psychic abilities and I'm not saying that you don't, because that's, that would be rude. And, and I totally believe that some people are able to tap into abilities that we should have. And maybe we don't because we're vaccine injured from birth, but what kind of uh, visions do you see other than just that one serpent thing? Can you give like an example of something where you're just like, okay, this, this is dead on.
1: Okay. So the thing is that like, I've the psychic abilities that I have There's just been so many, but they like I usually see it in dreams. I don't see it when I'm like wide awake. But I've also seen I've seen dead people. (laughs) (laughs) I've okay, so I've seen three dead people with the psychic ability. So the first one
2: That escalated quickly. (laughs) That really got out of hand fast.
1: So, so I've had two psychic dreams of the dead and one of them, I I don't even know how to explain it like a, without sounding like a complete and utter nutcase, but. Oh, that's okay. You're on
2: white rabbit. We're all nutcases here.
1: (laughs) But it was my um, friend's dad who committed suicide. And it was a, it was after a long night of work, I thought I was like lucid dreaming, but it was something different that I'd never, never experienced before. It was a rainy night and I was like sleeping. And then I was like, I, I don't even know how to explain this. Um, I was sleeping, but I wasn't sleeping. And then I saw like, uh, like a figure, like a dark figure that was like, just like, um, across like around my bed and he was like I don't know how to explain this about sounding us but he was like it was like raining inside of my room and it wasn't a dark energy like demonic it was just like it was like cold and sad and um he said tell blank blank I don't want to say her name to take it easy and I couldn't breathe I like I felt like I couldn't breathe because I was tapping in like I was merged in with another world
2: do you know about night terrors huh do you know about night terrors uh no okay so there's this phenomenon that happens to a lot of people where they see a dark figure where they're awake but they can't move, they can't speak and a lot of times it'll sit on their chest and and it'll and it and it's paralyzing. So it's halfway between a sleep state and an awake state. You're you're actually awake, but mm-hmm. you can't you can't do anything and it uh, you should look into it. It's a it's a phenomenon that happens to a lot of people. Yep. So, and when you said the dark figure and and how you f- first started to describe it, I'm like, oh, she was experiencing a night terror. Um, however, with the rain and the fact that he was speaking to you is, is something that's not often uh, associated with these things. So, it is a little different. So, that happened to you. How long did it last?
1: 30 seconds, at least.
2: Okay. And then... Um- what was your takeaway from it?
1: Well, as soon as I snapped out of it, I grabbed my phone and I sent, like, I sent my friend the message before I forgot it. Right. So it's like, yeah, I sent my friend the message and she didn't respond because she, she was a mess after her dad passed, like her dad committed suicide. And
2: did her dad commit suicide before you had this experience.
1: No, it was after he came. That's what I, that's what I mean. Like. It was a year after he passed away, a year and like a couple of months.
2: So you had this experience before he committed suicide?
1: No, no, no. It it was after. Okay. Uh, (laughs) What do you think of like psychic abilities? Do you believe in them?
2: Um, yeah, like I, I just said, like I believe that we have a lot more senses that have been numbed down from us because they inject babies like as soon as they're born. So like I think that that's depriving us from a lot of um, senses that we should normally be able to have. Yeah, so uh, absolutely. I, I don't discredit them at all. I don't think they're demonic. I don't think they're satan- uh, satanic or anything like that. I, I feel like it's just something that we're naturally born with. And some people's bodies and minds are more resilient to the poisons that um, they put all around us. I mean, in the air, the air is poisoned. Our food is poisoned. Um, like I said, when we're born, we're injected with poisons. And I think that that is to numb our abilities and to find what we truly, to keep us from finding out what we truly are and why we are truly here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like. I definitely um, feel kind of like insecure about sharing these kind of stories because of the backlash I've gotten in the past. Oh, so maybe I'm just projecting some of that out right now.
2: No, you're good. I mean, this is a conspiracy-based show, so
1: I've also had a psychic dream where I I was like seeing the sun, like I was inside of the, I was inside of the sun. (laughs) <laughs> that was a really interesting dream because i saw the children of the sun they i don't even know how to explain them i um, I, sh-
2: I hope you can because this sounds really interesting
1: oh god um is there a, is there even like language that can explain the children of the sun i don't even know yeah, I don't know if I can explain it. It's just in my head. That's the problem. <laughs> I wish I could, like, tap into some creativity and make a film out of it because Children of the Sun, it's really, like, something else.
2: <laughs> you know, Rage Against Machine has a song. Ah, this is for the Children of the Sun. What do you think? It?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, I haven't heard that song at all.
2: Oh, oh no, it's wanna... it's People of the Sun. Ah, this is for the people of the sun. It's...
1: So the best way that I can describe the Children of the Sun is, okay, they have like shimmering, shimmering like white skin and blue eyes. And some of them were brown eyes, but the place that they like slept in and whatever, God, how do I explain <laughs> like their house? It was, it looked like a tree house kind of thing, but there was just like light all around it because it's the sun, it's the sun. And it was like, it was just like floating around and they could jump up and down and like, there was no, uh. Like they didn't move, they don't move the same as we do.
2: How do they move?
1: It's hard to explain. And the rain, the rain, what we call the rain, it was different.
2: Was it like sparkling?
1: Yeah, it was sparkling, just like their skin.
2: Did you watch, uh, what is that? Um, Damn it, that would have been funny if I thought of it in time. (laughs) (laughs) What is that fucking vampire movie?
1: Oh my god! No, no, this was nothing like that fucking vampire movie.
2: I'm just no. fucking with you.
1: <laughs> no, this was nothing like i would ever seen in like any movie.
2: So, what was your takeaway from it? What What did it tell you? Uh,
1: some, sometimes, like, it's not supposed to tell me anything. Sometimes I just get random, random psychic dreams of random places. So, okay, that, that makes me want to ask you, do you think that other planets are actually like different planes of existence? No. Okay.
0: I
2: don't believe in space. Okay. Um, I believe that when we see planets, it, it's heavenly things that we're seeing that's outside of the firmament because I believe in flat earth. And Tell me
1: about that. I want to know more about flat earth.
2: Oh What's man. Okay. So that is going to have to be a whole new episode. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I was about to wrap up here pretty soon. Cause I do have oh. steaks for breakfast in the, uh, and it's, oh. I need to get a little bit of sleep before I uh, do that. Okay. But um, if you want to talk offline, And I'll, I'll send you some videos. So flat earth is definitely a thing. And I can send you a five hour documentary that will totally blow your mind and perception. And there's even some psychic things in that documentary as well. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I do want to wrap up with you, but you, you've been awesome. A uh, great guest. I would love to have you Sorry. back. Please let everybody know about your YouTube channel, where they can find you. Obviously you just got nuked off of Instagram. So you have a new one on there. I like that trick that you're doing with your face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so my Twitter, my Instagram, they're both earth to Rosita too. Cause the first ones got nuked. <laughs> yep <laughs> All of my memory has gone um and yeah my youtube channel is earth to rosita
2: awesome well if you want to s- send me those i will put them in the description so that people can just click on it and find your youtube account and your instagram if uh if you're not following her already please go give her a follow give her a like give her some feedback let her know you know what she's doing is awesome if you like it if you don't like it then don't fucking say anything <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't I don't really care because like even on my YouTube channel, I have people because I talk about my psychic abilities openly and veganism openly, and people don't like it. Well I, I'm used to hate. So <laughs> go ahead.
2: It's all it's all good, but uh here at White Rabbit, we love all that stuff. So well, I don't know necessarily about veganism, but uh I definitely see where you're coming from on it. And uh I, I do I do see where you're coming from. So that's all good. I would I would just like to say uh, thank you once again for coming on the show. I will play that song. I'll put your links in the description and we'll play that song backwards too so people can see what it's really saying.
1: I can't wait to see it too, because I don't know. And awesome. thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. It's been awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's Earth to Rosito and everybody, this is Catalyst Jones. This has been another episode of White Rabbit and keep digging down those
0: rabbit holes. See, we all been through it. Wait on. Shoulders and can't move it Just keep a firm grip on your soul You'll never lose it Cause money doesn't equal happiness Do not confuse it And life is ruthless Get to walking if the shoe fits Cause everybody's got a memory lane But as you're walking down it All you can remember is pain The moments that afterwards Life was never the same It's almost like Something in your body Chemically changed Now you think the world's against you I get you Trust me I you've been through Times I thought I'd never see an end to When they said I couldn't I just showed them what I can do And ended up acquiring these gems that i lend you it's now my duty to assemble a crowd gather up positive energy spread it around and as the vibrations join they develop a sound it's profound turn that negative down and i feel so free and i feel so free Free. Yin and Yang two sides living me Working in synergy, I never let it hinder me Always keep a balance, you can check my alkalinity I'm colder than the wintry mix, the slope slippery Keeping my aesthetic in line with the psychedelics So my third eye is never wide shut You can tell it's authentic, no synthetic It's printed in my genetics I am who I am, living unapologetic We unique by design, be yourself at all times Those who mind don't matter, those who matter don't mind So, say what you're feeling, inform your own opinions We don't all have to agree it's the beauty of being different But ignorance is bliss And awareness overwhelms us It's easier to fall in line and follow what they tell us But never let up Be what you wanna be Deep breath will be fine You'll see And I feel so free And I feel so free